At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast this is betting across america with mike pritchard and josh applebaum Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the program. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard. I'm your host out here live in Las Vegas. Your other host is Across America on the East Coast, out in Boston. It's Josh Applebaum. Good afternoon, Josh. Good afternoon, Pritch. Happy Wednesday, my man. So much to get to today. It's Adam Burke Day. Really excited to talk to uh, Adam and get his kind of take on all these games this weekend. But, Pritch, we got a lot of news today. Big yeah. announcement that came this morning. The great state of Louisiana. Pritch, I love po' boys, beignets. <laughs> give me the music. Give me the food. Let me hang out on Bourbon Street. Great news. Starting this Friday, Louisiana is going to launch mobile betting. So this is huge. They had legalized prior, but only brick and mortar. Now you're going to go full legal here. There's going to be five sports books going live uh, 8 a.m. on Friday. And there's going to be a bunch more after that. They have up to 41 licenses that they can't award here. Uh, you'll be able to bet on college sports. you got to be 21 years or older. And if you're a sportsbook operator, you're really happy about Louisiana. This is some of the lowest tax rates that the books are going to have to pay at any state. Only 15% on, on uh, online betting and only 10% uh, in-person betting. So uh, add another one to the list here, Pritch. Another state going legal. You love to see it. Uh, great start to the day. Louisiana, get ready. Friday's going to be a lot of fun. I know. I saw your tweet and I saw po' boys and I was like, man, sign me up for a catfish <laughs> a shrimp po' boy combination right there. Uh, but the great news down there in Louisiana for sure. Uh, looking forward to that uh, and congratulations uh, on the movement with sports betting down in the great state of Louisiana for sure. Uh, so, uh, Josh, let's get to some news and notes from the National Football League because we're seeing GMs get hired but not head coaches yet, which is kind of perplexing uh, at this point. I, I would think uh, there would be a sense of urgency there because of how competitive the league is right now. Uh, so we're looking at the Bears signing their new GM executive, uh, former Browns executive, Kwesi Adolfo Mensa. I mean, your thoughts right there. I mean, it seems like a good hire, but again, no coaching news on that front other than the fact that there's finalists uh, in, in the terms of Dan Quinn, uh, Matt Eberflus, uh, and Jim Caldwell. Uh, so I, I don't know if that's making anybody excited right now out there in Chicago. Yeah, so I'm itching here for the next uh, updated numbers here from BetMGM to give us the data on, of course, you know, bets and dollars for these coaches here. But uh, I think this sounds like a good, you know, uh, a good hire here. If you're looking at the Vikings with Mensa, this is a guy that was kind of schooled in the uh, the analytics type game, kind of a young guy, forward thinking. I think this is kind of the trend that a lot of these new coaches are going with, uh, with your, you know, director of player personnel, your GM. You're kind of thinking more data driven, analytics driven. We've obviously seen, you know, Staley and with the Chargers, you know, mm -hmm. kind of uh, maybe take it a little bit too far. But um, again, that's kind 
kind of the direction of the league in general. And this Adolfo Mensah, uh, I did. I just read kind of a, a short recap of him. Uh, really a forward-thinking type guy. So obviously Minnesota. Now you got your GM. Now you're going to look at coaches here, Pritch. Reading the tea leaves, does this make you think of anyone in particular that maybe Mensa would target, Pritch? What do you think? Uh, absolutely. Um, there's a couple guys uh, because you got uh, Ryan Poles out there in Chicago. And again, that, that's the. I'm looking at these finalists. I'm like, okay, Dan Quinn, uh, Eberflus, and Jim Caldwell um, with the Bears. And you're looking at that. Okay, wait a minute. You, you got a younger GM right there uh, with the Bears. And in the situation with the Vikings, um, with Mensa, you know, one name comes to mind. That's Eric Bieniemy. A lot of people are excited about the prospect that Eric Bieniemy could land out there in Minnesota, which would be fantastic, in my opinion. Yeah, and again, Bieniemy is a guy who probably should have already gotten a shot here at this point, Pritch. I'm surprised he's kind of still out there, and I think it would be a great hire there. Obviously, you're, you know, a big transition here. Coming with Mensa, do you bring in Bieniemy? Do you lean more offensively? Again, we're gonna have a big change there, sea change there in the NFC North with Aaron Rodgers possibly leaving, retiring. We don't know what's gonna happen there. Another another drama-filled offseason with Rodgers here, Pritch. But huh. uh, do you lean on your offense? Do you try to take Kirk Cousins as far as he can go? You know, Zimmer was a defensive-minded guy. Now maybe you lean a little bit toward offense offense and maybe instead of trying to hold people down maybe you try to win them uh win these kind of shootout type games so uh, i think you're spot on pritch i'm excited to see what the enemy's number is going to be because that makes a lot of sense there in minnesota yeah, yeah i mean it makes sense more sense actually for the bears because of justin fields and the fact that okay you can have ryan poles and then eric enemy right there that combination uh but it doesn't look likely with the finalists being released or the 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 three leaders in the clubhouse if you will uh for the bears to be the next head coach uh, so immediately I go to the Vikings with Eric and me for sure. Uh, but then what about that division, Josh? If Aaron Rodgers uh, leaves, which I think he is, um, that NFC North is going to be wide open. I, I don't know if kneecaps uh, has room to roam up to the top uh, in that division yet, just yet, but certainly did a great job uh, for the, the Detroit Lions. But then you look at the rest of that division uh, with two new head coaches, but certainly a lot of attention is going to be in Chicago with Fields. You know, it's going to be fascinating again with Rodgers possibly leaving. And again, don't, you know, we'll kind of hold off until we get some more clarity on that. But it sounds like, hey, they kind of realize we took this thing as far as it'll go. Another early exit here. I can see kind of this uh, divorce happening this offseason. But, Rich, also kind of just in terms of, uh, again, waiting on these division odds. But don't you want to tailor your team kind of toward your personality and your stadium? Like, for example, like if you're the Bears, you play outdoors, you have this history of defense, you probably are, are more uh, predisposition to maybe going defense. If you're in the Vikings, I know they're kind of known as defense, but you're in a dome. You play in this fast track. Let's score some points and become more of a dome team. I, that always kind of uh, goes into my brain and kind of thinking, you know, are you going to tailor it based on your 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 culture, your stadium, and that sort of stuff? That's why, to me, if the enemy plays fast and plays good offense on the fast track indoors, that could be a good fit. Well, he's occupied right now for sure because the Kansas City's still in the playoffs marching towards the Super Bowl right there. But we it is Adam Burke Day, so let's bring in our guest, Adam Burke. Uh, Vston sports betting analyst for sure, but also Vston daily newsletter writer, Point Spread weekly contributor as well. Adam, how are you? I'm doing good. Good to see you guys. Good to be back in here again. Great to have you. I mean, all this news about GMs, and, and certainly I would expect, I don't know about you, but I mean, some head coaches have to start being named at, at this point. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's, what, nine openings now that Sean <laughs> yeah. Payton uh, decided to step away. And look, you know, I talk about this all the time in terms of Major League Baseball. 
I love analytics hires. I'm a big fan because not only are the personnel going to get better in terms of, you know, the scouting staff, the advanced scouting staff and all of that, but they're also going to maximize the talent that's there. And from a season win total market standpoint, I look a lot at that in terms of hiring, you know, a new GM who's analytics based, a manager that is well versed in some of those advanced concepts and all that. It's usually a deciding factor for me whether or not to play a season win total over or under. So I'll be looking very closely at teams like the Vikings, the Bears, seeing what some of these teams do in terms of their head coaching hires, just starting to think ahead a little bit for the futures market for the 2022 season. Adam, it's great to see you're going to change gears here a little bit. Uh, tell me about what you wrote about in the newsletter, in particular uh, NBA scheduling spots. Like, for example, one came to mind today, very interesting move on the Orlando Magic. Obviously, they're a terrible team here, but they open as a one-point dog. They're now a two-point favorite at home or one-and-a-half-point favorite at home against the Clippers, who are playing their third game in four days off a big uh, come from behind. Imagine if anyone live-lined them when they were down, what, 35 last night? But are these the sort of things that you look at, Adam, in terms of scheduling and spots? Uh, kind of spit to us a little bit. Uh, what you wrote about in the newsletter today. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you can kind of see the importance of a lot of these situational spots with what we've seen in the market here where the Magic have won nine games. You know, they're nine and 39, and here they are favored over the Clippers. And I know the Clippers have some injuries and, as you mentioned, a difficult rest spot for them. But I think that the line movement for this game and really where the line opened kind of underscores the importance of looking at these situational spots out there on the NBA schedule. And I wrote about a couple today in the newsletter, actually, that kind of fit some of the criteria that I look for. One of them is called the rapid revenge theory, where when you have a team that lost the game to an opponent recently, generally my cutoffs about a week to 10 days in that second game, they remember what happened. They want to try to get that win back. And we actually have a game here between the Suns and the jazz tonight, where in that game on Monday, Utah had the higher field goal percentage, higher three point percentage, higher free throw percentage, more free throw attempts, and still lost the game by six because Phoenix wound up being much, much better on the offensive glass than the Jazz were. Well, the Jazz are a top 10 rebounding team, so I don't expect that to happen again. So what we start to do here is we put together a more comprehensive handicap. The starting point is, look, there's this recent revenge spot that I want to try to take advantage of. But then second, what happened in the first game that led to Utah losing it? Will that happen again? And to me, I don't think so. So that's why I look at the Jazz tonight, took the piece of them here at plus one and a half. But those are some of the things I look for from an NBA standpoint is you're looking at is the team in a letdown spot? Is a team in a look-ahead spot? You know, if you come off playing on ESPN against the Nets or the Lakers or something like that, and then you play the next day against, you know, the Thunder or, mm. you know, the Magic, somebody like that, you know, there's just a natural letdown. Pritch, you know this as an yeah. athlete. There are certain games and certain opponents that you get up for. And there are other games where – you know, maybe you're not up as much, especially in, in a daily grind like the NBA. Right. So think about that daily grind, revenge spots as well. But what about when key players are out? Like, for instance, Rudy Gobert. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, and Mitchell. I mean, uh, that affects things. And certainly on the other side for the Suns as well, though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and Gobert didn't play, and that was a big reason why yeah. Phoenix had such a big offensive rebounding edge. The other game that I wrote about here today, and uh, you can check these out in the subscriber newsletter. I also post them over at vsin.com for everybody to check out because I think that they're good topics for people to learn about. I think it's really valuable information for a lot of people that are just starting out. So the Hornets and the Pacers, one of the things that I like to look at to play against the team is when they come off of a long road trip. So the Pacers are coming off of a long road trip. It was a five-game trip. They played in three different time zones. Tricky little situation for them. They come home tonight, and then they go right back out on the road. So that's 
just kind of a strange spot. You know, you talk about coming home to family and having to deal with all the things that all of us deal with mm-hmm. on a daily basis. You know, you're not just out on the road with the boys anymore. Right. So th- that can be a little bit of a letdown, a little bit of a difficult spot for teams. So that's why I like the Hornets tonight minus the two. I did play this one as well. I don't do a lot of volume in the NBA, but when I see spots that kind of line up with what I'm looking for, those are things I try to capitalize on. Yeah, absolutely. Look for key spots in the NBA and association. I like that. The totals for sure. Player props as well. Uh, when you're looking at betting the NBA, it's time to prepare for the big game, and we want to make sure VSIN is a part of your plans. Our championship weekend will have 56 hours of free video coverage on vsin.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. It's the biggest game of the year, so make plans now to join the VSIN betting experts before, during, and after the action, all on vsin.com. Well, we continue with Adam Burke on the program here in studio. It's going to be fantastic because we're going to get his thoughts on the playoffs, conference championship games. I think there's a lot of betting angles. Uh, certainly, we're going to preview those as well as player props as well. Uh, you know, Adam, real quick before we go to break, though, I did want to ask you, uh, what are you kind of looking at uh, in terms of all these rematches that we see? Yeah, you know, rematches, again, you have to think back to the first game, see what happens, see how it played out, see if you expect it to go that way again. Okay, well, we'll continue with that. Further expand on those thoughts with the conference championship right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Playoff season is here and it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. You're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. You have to visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, Adam Burke is in studio with us as well. So, Josh, I want to ask you that same question because I think it's relevant. I know you are a data-driven guy, but yet we have recent games – and we're going to have rematches. Uh, and if you look at Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow, they're pretty good in terms of rematches. Have you factored that in in the data that you're seeing right now with these games? 
Yeah, so I definitely try to factor it in. I think, you know, a lot of times, and Adam does a great job with, with the Visa newsletter, visa.com slash newsletter, sign up if you haven't done it yet, but kind of recreating box scores. I think that's really important. It's something that, you know, I kind of learned early in the industry here that sometimes your eyes and the final score doesn't exactly tell you what happened. Maybe, you know, a team loses by 10, but they were just ice cold from three and the other team nailed all their threes. So I think it's easy to kind of just say whatever happened last, let's bet on it again. But in terms of like the NFL, to me, the familiarity and the rematches really benefit the dog here, kind of regardless of the outcome in the previous game just because if you kind of know what to expect on both sides it levels the playing field and kind of benefits that team getting points so uh, that's kind of one thing that I would look toward in some of these rematches so Adam looking at this game the Bengals and the Chiefs uh, I mean the Bengals beat down the Chiefs at home I get it right but there's the playoffs and here they are uh, a sizable underdog in this one land seven uh, in this matchup I know Burrow has taken exception to that I mean this is the Bengals are really confident Young team, 25 years old, but if you just read up on them, uh, this is a confident football team right now. Yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, th there's so much to unpack really about both of these games. So it's good that, you know, we have two standalone games here basically to talk about every possible angle throughout the week. As you mentioned, I mean, the Bengals just recently beat the Chiefs 34-31. Mm -hmm. Both teams had over seven yards per play in that game. I think it was seven and a half for Cincinnati and 7.1 for Kansas City. I may have those two flipped, but the fact of the matter is both teams move the football very, very effectively. Obviously, Burrow throwing for 446 and the four touchdowns. You know, what does Kansas City do differently in this game to try and slow him down? From a side standpoint, I think when you look at this number being at seven, I think you've kind of got – Somebody out there penalizing Cincinnati for what they've done here in the playoffs so far. They have two close wins. Everyone's pointing to the turnovers from Tannehill last week. You know, the Raiders kind of shot themselves in the foot a few different times in that wild card weekend game. People aren't giving Cincinnati a whole lot of credit for their wins. Meanwhile, Kansas City, they blow out a terrible Pittsburgh team that had no business being in the playoffs whatsoever. And then, of course, they have that, you know, we could call it fortunate, I guess, win over the Bills because they were 13 seconds away from losing that game. But it's the Bengals who are getting punished. And I don't know if that's necessarily fair here. I would lean towards the plus seven. But for me, and we've seen a little bit of under money here, and I'm sure Josh has picked up on this here today. We've seen a little bit of under money finally come in on this total. And I've been talking about this both over at vston.com and also on my various spots this week. It blows my mind that we could have a Bengals-Chiefs game with a total higher than a Bills-Chiefs game. So to me, I think that was a little bit of a mispricing, kind of falling in love with the Chiefs scoring 42 points back-to-back -back weeks, the 65 points in the first game between these two teams. I do think this one tightens up a little bit. I do like the under in this game, but now that we're seeing some under money come in, it looks like somebody out there agrees with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Adam, I'm kind of thinking the same thing with you. You know, I'm holding out for the Bengals plus seven and a half. I think we may get it as we get closer to uh, obviously Sunday and more bets come in. And, you know, the public is bombarded with a lot of media narrative of how great Mahomes was in that game. And they're just unstoppable here. So I'm holding out for the hook. And if we can hammer home that total a little bit more, Adam, um, I'm kind of with you. You know, my, my heart is always like, or my head basically is like, I want to bet a lot of unders in these games because again, they're standalone games. The public wants to come in 90% of, you know, public betting is going to almost always going to be on the over, but I'm I'm wondering if maybe we do just do get a high scoring game here because it did open, you know, 53 and a half. I saw an opener of like 51, 50 and a half. Maybe that was a little bit low, but we got up to 54 now, 54 and a half. It looks a lot like that, uh, that, that bills game that we just went through. And you do look at a lot of these totals in the conference championship games uh, over the last uh, about 20 years here, they're 22 and 11 to the over 67%. And really there's no weather as of yet now for Arrowhead. 
it's going to be pretty nice, like low 40s, no wind really, uh, no precipitation. So um, would you be you know, thinking that this is maybe the high watermark to take the under, or are, are, do you have any apprehension here? Because it kind of screams over, and I don't want to fall in that public trap, but you do have some check marks here to the over. Yeah, I mean, look, it absolutely screams over. I mean, you talk about Joe Burrow and, and Patrick Mahomes and, and who's going to slow these two guys down. It's a very fair argument to make. Also, what I would point everybody to, last week, when the Bills scored that touchdown on the minute 54 left, it was a 26-21 game. They had a 17-play, 75-yard drive over seven minutes to push that game to around the total of 55, push it over for anybody who got 54, 54 and a half, something like that. That game was very close to going under the total, mm -hmm. and then obviously things went completely berserk after that. So to me, I, look, I, I understand this idea that this is going to be a high-scoring game, and it very well could be. But just from a line equity standpoint, given that we saw the Bills Chiefs, which should have been the highest total of the playoffs, in my opinion, the fact that it might not be because of this game, I, I just think that that's a, a mispricing out there in the marketplace. Maybe other angles, too, uh, whether or not you want to bet first half because you would think that, okay, FC Conference Championship game, this young team with Cincinnati uh, could be tight. Uh, the Bengals, Bengals uh, even though they're putting up numbers, but then you look at the Chiefs, they're not going to be tight. They're, this is their fourth AFC Conference Championship get at home, by the way. So uh, it's like there's so many angles in this matchup that just looking at the, the, title, the total and then also the spread, I mean, because the spread for me, you know, you had four in the first game. Uh, they scored 65 points between both teams. Uh, but yet, okay, is there home field advantage factored in two? Because now you got seven uh, here with the Chiefs. But I, I just think the Bengals addressing their issues with the offensive line. They talked about it already. A uh, combination of guys getting beat one-on-one -on -one up front. And then also Burrow holding the ball too long. I think that was key to me standing out right now that the coaches recognize Burrow holding on to the ball too long in that matchup against Tennessee. Yeah, and you start thinking about it from a player prop standpoint. And look, you know, when you play a team like Tennessee, a very limited offensive team, mm -hmm. if you get into third and long and you have to kick it away and play the field position game, that's okay. If you get into third and long and you have to kick it away here to the Chiefs, that's a big problem. So I sort of wonder if you're Zach Taylor, does that sort of dictate your thought process in terms of, hey, we can't get Burrow sacked on second down. We can't have third and nine, third and 11, third and 13, something like that. Do they play for third and three, third and two as much as they possibly can, which maybe means some first down throws, but maybe some mix and runs on second down, stuff like that. Because like I said, if you're not converting third downs and it's hard to do with third and double digits, then the Chiefs are going to bury you. So I, I kind of wonder about that from a player prop standpoint, if maybe we wind up seeing a little bit more of Joe Mixon. On the other hand, Joe Burrow threw for 450 <laughs> yards in the first game. So do you want to deviate from that? I, I, you know, I think it's, there's a lot of questions that we have to figure out really in both of these games to the point where maybe you take a pre-flop position, but maybe live betting is just the way yeah. to go this weekend. Adam, got to get your take on the other game, San Fran and L.A. Rams. Now, this uh, looked pretty much early on juice and kind of still is trending toward the 49ers. A lot of these books open pretty much minus three and a half across the board with the Rams. Really heavy juice over the last couple days towards San Fran that I thought it was going to get down to three. It has evened out a little bit. It's still juiced up, you know, minus 115-ish, plus three and a half to the 49ers, but it hasn't gotten a three. Um, obviously, we're, we're looking at Trent Williams. Pritch did a great job highlighting the importance of that injury here. But what do you think about this one, Adam? Is this a familiarity play? Uh, obviously, Niners have had their number this year. You got great stats, Jimmy G and Shanahan as a dog. Would you grab the three and a half here? Would you wait this thing out? Do you think it maybe gets to four? And this total did fall a little bit, 47-ish uh, down to like 46, 45 and a half. Any lean to the under there? 
Yeah, I do like the under in this game. Actually, I bet the under earlier on in the week at 46 and a half. So that one is coming down. In the two regular season meetings, the Rams had 5.1 and 4.1 yards per play. And in the game where they had 5.1, they lost 31 to 10. They threw the ball 42 times against 10 rushing attempts. So they should have had a better yards per play number than that. For whatever reason, D'Amico Ryans has a really good handle, not only on the Rams, but apparently a good handle on the Cowboys and the Packers, too, because the 49ers defense has been exceptional here in the playoffs so far and was outstanding in the two games against the Rams. So I do like the under. As a result, I've got to lean towards San Francisco plus the three and a half. I understand that the Rams are the more talented team, probably the better team, but maybe the 49ers just match up well here. And that's something I think Pritch can speak to as we go throughout the week here of, you know, how teams match up, what they do schematically. And it does seem like the 49ers do have an edge here over the Rams based on what Shanahan's done to McVay throughout their careers. Yeah, I know. How is he going to get this offense going, though? Jimmy G has yet to throw a touchdown pass in the postseason. Right. <laughs> and, and one other thing, too, I want to mention real quick because we're running out of time. Yeah. Which one of these coaches can you trust? Sean McVay coached the worst second half of all time last week against Tampa Bay. Shanahan's had fourth quarter issues both as a coordinator and as a head coach. I don't know which one I could trust here in a game of this magnitude. Josh, you got a feel? Yeah, I would say in this spot here, I trust Shanahan more as a dog. I mean, you look at his stats in this spot, and maybe it's to just say hey, no one believes in us sort of play. But historically, Shanahan has a dog, 27 and 18 ATS, 60% overall. So, uh, again, I, I trust Shanahan when he's a dog, not as much as a favorite, but I'm with you, Adam. Kind of raised kind of under the same school of tutelage here, but I'd give a slight edge to Shanahan, especially head-to-head uh, -head matchup-wise. Yeah, the Rams have struggled closing out games. I mean, mm -hmm. last week against Tampa Bay, too, the turnovers didn't help, as well as the coaching. Uh, certainly got to clean that up. Adam, thanks a lot for your time. Absolutely. Great time. Absolutely. Great to have you here on the program. Josh, when we continue the program, though, we still got more playoff football to discuss right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. Each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find a satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So, Josh, uh, as we wrapped up with Adam Burke in studio and uh, leading into our next discussion about the NFL uh, conference championship games, like the whole rematch element is still coming into play because we're going to go over props. Uh, and then you got familiarity uh, on top of it, too. So uh, looking at the recent rematch and then the way that these teams are playing, for instance, 49ers. Joey, Jimmy G is not throwing a touchdown pass in the postseason. I think that's significant. 
I'm right there with you, Pritch. And again, if you're going to target player props, I think you really target, you know, so I'm not breaking new, any news here, but the Cincinnati Kansas City game for mm-hmm. a couple of reasons. Number one, the total is much higher. So if you want to bet, you know, any of these props to their over, this is the kind of game you want to look at. Anytime you're betting props, you want to bet it, in my opinion, if you're leaning over in a game that you're expected to get a lot of points here. So the total in that one's 54, 54 and a half. It's on the rise. We did have this rematch here recently. That's another angle that's good for betters because uh, this isn't kind of in a vacuum or, uh, you know, kind of looking at, you know, theoretically how they match up we have actual data and a box score to go off of that wasn't from week one or week three you know it was from just uh within this past month here so i think that's really important uh and again kind of isolating certain players who did very well in certain matchups like for example uh joe burrow i really like joe burrow's overpassing yards again i think it's going to be a popular bet regardless but 287 and a half number one the juice is to the over i guess they're juicing up both sides a little bit but uh, i'd like burrow to go over that one 287 and a half if you go back to that game where they won 34 30 31 cover that number as they were the three and a half point dog. Uh, he was 30 of 39, 446 yards, Bridge. Also the fact that you're a dog in this game. And if you're, if uh, you know, Kansas city gets up big or gets up early, you're gonna have to keep pace. You're gonna have to keep scoring. You may have to play a little catch up to me. If this is a, a play on burrow to is over, that makes a lot of sense where you had good success in that first matchup. And you're going to be a dog in a high scoring game where you're going to need to put up numbers and throw the ball. To me, that sounds like a good bet to that over 287 and a half. I like it. To be honest with you, I like all these props uh, from an over situation because we know Andy Reid, Eric B and me, they're going to call an aggressive style of game uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals, understanding what Joe Burrow is capable of. Uh, so leading into this game, we look at Burrow. He's attempted 71 passes so far in the playoffs. Mahomes has attempted 83 passes and Mahomes is completing 76% of his passes. I mean, 75.9, Well, I'll round it up. I'll give him 76% because he deserves it. Uh, and his props for passing yards, 290 and a half. I mean, how does he not go over that? Right. I mean, uh, like Cincinnati, I know they're pretty decent at getting after the passer, but so is Mahomes when he scrambles around and maneuvers outside the pocket. I mean, his guy is, he's a unicorn. So over two nine and a half, I'm certainly looking at that. I am too. And again, it kind of in your head feels like you got to go over this number. My only hesitation would be again, trying to recreate this box score. Mm -hmm. He was 26 of 35 in that loss earlier, uh, you know, earlier this month for 259 yards. So he went under that number. Also, you know, the other thing here is if I'm, so I hope this doesn't happen because I'm holding out for a seven and a half year with Cincinnati, <laughs> but Pritch, what if, you know, they get up 21 to three in the first quarter or at halftime, they're up by 20, then it becomes a, let's run the ball to the clock t- uh, kind of game. That would be my only concern there. Maybe he's at, you know, 275 going into the fourth quarter and you're up big and you just run the ball so you can kill the clock and go to the super bowl. That's one thing to keep an eye out for, but yeah, based on what we've seen and kind of the zone that he's in uh, and also Pritch, you know, uh, uh, kind of that unspoken bond with him and Kelsey. Kelsey's another guy I could target here to his over. Remember there's a play in that game where they kind of just made eye contact and he said, hey, do this, I'll do that. And they mm-hmm. just kind of without even talking uh, went up the seam and had a big play. I think that connection really shows up in the playoffs. So if you're looking at Travis Kelsey over 73 and a half, I could see that going and uh, yeah. cashing for you. I mean, Mahomes, he has great ke- chemistry with all those players out there, to be honest with you, Josh. Uh, ben, our producer, Ben Wilson, our producer, informed me that Patrick Mahomes uh, went over 290 five times on the season passing yards. So that's kind of low, right? Wouldn't you expect that to be go over way more often? So well, I guess that, yeah, cause they did struggle uh, a big portion of the regular season at the beginning of the year in the middle of the year as well. But that's what my, my question is all about in terms of the recent game between the Bengals and the chiefs versus the run that Mahomes is on in the playoffs. I mean, how do you, how do you weight that? Right. Like he's on an incredible run and certainly uh, against Buffalo, 
That was incredible. And you're looking, okay, can he duplicate that or can he even exceed that? And he might need to against his powerful Bengals offense. Yeah, I'm with you, Pritch. And again, almost sometimes I get worried with props when they look too good to be true. Like, for example, you're telling me we can get Mahomes like a little less than 300 yards throwing here after he just had that ridiculous game against the Bills. Mm -hmm. That seems really, really like an obvious play here. But again, you're worried sometimes. And again, I'm a type of guy, Pritch, where I don't love betting a lot of prop overs. I think you got to pick your spots because remember, the odds makers know that with a lot of these props, especially quarterbacks, obviously everyone cashed for you with, you know, Allen and Mahomes last week, but sometimes they can be shaded. They can uh, be a little bit higher than you because the because the books know that they're just going to get hit anyway based on the public bias toward these quarterbacks. Now, one that really jumped out to me, another kind of no-brainer. Uh, so that means it, it might lose Pritch anytime <laughs> it's a no-brainer. You don't think uh, about it. <laughs> but Jamar Chase. Yeah, you always get worried uh, when, it, when it feels so good. But um, with Jamar Chase here, uh, 11 catches for 266 yards. Remember, Pritch, that game he had three TDs. That pretty much won him, or we, we haven't had results yet, but I think that's the game that's probably going to win him Rookie of the Year. Remember, Mac Jones was actually favored before that game. Chase blows up uh, and has that huge, uh, huge game, and now he, uh, again, is the odds-on favorite to win it all. But that matchup against that secondary here uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs that got torched by um, by Josh Allen, I'd be looking at uh, some of these overs here as well for Chase. He's 85 and a half. Anytime score, minus 125. That could be a play. Mm -hmm. But also, Pritch, I'm wondering, do you remember who guarded uh, Gabriel Davis when he had that massive game? Because maybe you target the secondary receivers. If that's your second or third you know, corner or your slot guy, when you just saw Davis absolutely torch them, maybe look toward a guy like T Higgins or Tyler Boyd. That could also be worth a look. Yeah. That's Mike Hughes. I think he put in the blender. Um, <laughs> the guy fell down on the route. Yeah, absolutely. You, you see that on tape, Josh. Uh, and there's a highway open with no toll. Uh, and that's highway 21. If you think about Mike Hughes back there and then also Taran Matthew, I mean, he's banged up, right? He's got a clear concussion protocol. You wonder uh, what the chiefs are going to do in that secondary. I'm going back to that Tennessee Titans game. Uh, and they ran a combination coverages, certainly, but the two-man coverage, which Jamar Chase did not have a problem with, meaning he had a trail technique with one defender who was in man-to-man -man coverage, and also he had a safety on top. And, and Jamar Chase still was able to uh, get some work done and catch some passes out there against Tennessee. So 85-and-a-half, that's attractive. Tyreek Hill, same thing against Buffalo, the, the one that he scored on. That was cover two-man. He still beat the guy inside, even though the corner has inside technique. I mean, Tyreek Hill is so explosive, and Mahomes is so accurate. I mean, 78 and a half. I, you're looking at quarterbacks that are going to lean on playmakers in this big matchup here. Yeah, I think it's a great call by you, Pritch. And obviously, we have the data from that incredible game that Chase had, the connection that he's had since college there with Burrow. So mm -hmm. kind of makes a lot of sense. It's almost kind of like, you know, you do your handcuff uh, in fantasy, Pritch, where like you have your running back and you have the sec his backup just in case he gets hurt. You're almost kind of like handcuffing yourself in a way, in a positive way, linking up Burrow and Chase with that great connection there. Pritch, I'll get your take, you know, out of curiosity, Joe Mixon in his running back prop right. uh, or rushing yards prop. He's 57 and a half. That seems kind of low, like it's got to go over, but it's actually juiced up under. And if you go back to that game uh, again from about a month ago, he ran 12 times for 46 yards. So he would have gone under that number. And if you look at kind of what the Bills did, um, you know, you had uh, Pat, uh, Josh Allen have a great rushing game, 11 for 68, but you got really nothing from Singletary, from McKenzie. I don't know, Pritch. Would that be a lean under Mixon? I and the, it is juiced up minus one fifteen to the under. What do you think? Would Mixon go under there? Um, you know, it's hard to say too because I think Adam Burke brought up a great point in terms of 
uh, Joe Mixon and Cincinnati maybe running the football a little bit because you do want to minimize uh, possessions for Patrick Mahomes if you can. Uh, and certainly running the football helps you do that. Uh, and also it takes pressure off that offensive line who they did lose a number of one-on-one matchups last week against Tennessee. Uh, and now you got Chris Jones, you got Clark, you got uh, Ingram out there. I mean, you're going to lose some one-on-one matchups out there, too, from a protection standpoint. If you're Cincinnati, you have to keep them honest and you have to establish the rushing attack. And Joe Mixon at 57 and a half, uh, it, it, he's going to have to get a, a volume of carries, though, I think. You know, uh, the average per attempt might go down. So if, he can, if you can factor in Mixon maybe getting 20 carries, uh, close to 20 carries, he's got a good chance of going over that for sure. Yet again, kind of how this game plays out could really affect that because, again, mm-hmm. if you're down early, you know, are you going to try to stick to the run game when you're down 14? Right. You know, you're probably going to think about throwing it more. I would lean more. What's interesting is uh, Mixon is minus 175 anytime touchdown score. So that's juiced up pretty big. Mm-hmm. They're kind of telling you or expecting that, you know, he will find the end zone there. Pritch, I'll throw another name at you. I haven't really hit on CJ Uzama. I've been really impressed by him as a tight end. He's very reliable. Uh, kind of, you know, when everyone's covered, he's a guy who can, you know, get your first down. It's only 36 and a half. It's juiced up. I'd lean Uzama over. Yeah, he's a big target too. And I had Knox anytime touchdown last week. It didn't cash though. Uh, so uh, just thinking of quarterbacks in the Tennessee, also play selection. Look at all that data uh, when you're looking at the, those props. We'll get more into props as well uh, during the week, uh, but we got to get to the association, Josh. Uh, key games in the association tonight. That's next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Just place a $10 Moneyline wager on any game. If either team hits the three-pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Plus, earn M life rewards that can be redeemed for hotel rooms and dining at any MGM resort. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. BetMGM is proud to be an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Once again, it's bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is made in the NBA game you wager on. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-GAMBLER if you feel that you have a gambling problem. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. 
Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, your host with you today. And so, Josh, uh, last night in the association, wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. LeBron James with an incredible performance again. When you're on that stage uh, in that state, I mean, that city in particular, too, uh, certainly LeBron's going to go off. Yeah, he really is. And again, I, I'm actually, it wasn't great for me, Press, because I, I was on nets in the points there, but I got nervous when that thing <laughs> ticked up three to three and a half because at one point it was heavy betting Lakers, yet the line didn't really move at all. This is mm-hmm. the importance of, again, you know, having a notebook or looking at the games, you know, throughout the day, doing your cap, but then paying attention to, you know, late movement, whether that's going with you or against you. Anytime a line late goes against me, I get worried because it tells me, you know, I'm getting beat by the market. I didn't get a good number. Uh, in this situation, that's kind of what happened with the Lakers. The other thing, Pritch, is a lot of these unders have been coming through recently. Uh, you look at the total in that one, it was 226 down to 225. And that obviously sales under there, not even close. So um, that's another thing to look out for. A lot of these uh, kind of like a, a reverse line move under where public is normally normally always over. Again, want to root for a high-scoring game. It's much more fun to root for points. Yet we see these totals fall. Right. That would be an indication of respect to money under. And uh, we really didn't have to sweat that one at all. That was pr- pretty much an easy under. I'm kicking myself for loving the Nets too much there and not looking at that under. Well, okay, let's look out the front windshield here at the association now. <laughs> and, you know, Miami, give them a lot of credit because they beat the Lakers a few nights ago. The great record, 30-17. and 17. Again, it's the common theme with this uh, team. Uh, Well-coached and, and quality players across the board there. They're laying five and a half against the Knicks team, New York Knicks, who cannot shoot. <laughs> and they don't have a closer. <laughs> Uh, outside of uh, Fournier, certainly, I mean, the shooting is, continues to be a problem right there uh, for the Knicks. It's 203 uh, being a total in this matchup. Where are you going? Yeah, so this one dipped a little bit. It looks like there was some Knicks money here, Pritch. You know, the Heat, obviously, uh, by, saw a tweet, actually. Uh, they're big four, like their big group of guys. They've only played together, I think, 12 games this year. Mm-hmm. So you have a, a really good record, and yet you haven't even really had your full squad. That could be a team you look toward uh, the playoffs here, making right. a little bit of a run, or maybe getting a future now, Pritch. Yeah, because, again, we saw what they did in the bubble going to the finals with the Lakers. They had not even healthy fully, and yet they're playing great. Uh, really testament to that uh, that culture and that crew and what Riley's put together down there. So a little movement toward the Knicks, Pritch. You know, some shops I saw open like six and a half, seven. You're down to five and a half. Kyle Lowry's probably going to miss this game. I believe that maybe was partly due to the total or to uh, the line move there to the Knicks. I'd actually look a little bit to the over. Uh, it actually opened at around only 202, a very low total. Uh, and typically, we've actually seen these low totals go under. Like when you see a 202 and the public says, oh, that's so easy to go over. Sometimes you get those like 97 to 91 games that make you kind of question it. But there's actually some respective money to this over. It has risen within the last hour, 202 to 203, now up to 204. And if you do look at um, these really low totals historically, uh, over the last four seasons, when the total is 204 or less, the over is 59%. So that would be my lean here. You know, again, you got movement toward the Knicks, but the Knicks are really kind of trick and treat, trick or treat. You don't really know what you're going to get out of them. Mm-hmm. They could be ice cold. Uh, I like them obviously more at Madison Square Garden, but I like kind of this late over money, a low total to begin with. I'll go over in that next game. Okay, yeah, Knicks, great defense certainly. Uh, they'll get after you, uh, but maybe too many options out there for the Heat. Uh, I like that over situation, like you just mentioned. Uh, how about Phoenix and Utah? A lot of players, name players, are out, I believe, in this game, Josh. Uh, what do you do with it? Phoenix laying a point and a half on the road, 223 and a half uh, is the total. 
Yeah, so I'm going to take an interesting approach to this game, Pritch. Number one, uh, movement has been toward the Jazz. A lot of these books open Suns laying four. The line is now down to one and a half. Now, the reason for that move was, as you mentioned, Pritch, injuries to the Suns. No DeAndre Ayton, no Jay Crowder. But then again, you also have a lot of injuries to the Jazz. They still have no Donovan Mitchell, no Rudy Gobert. So there's a lot of guys out on both sides of the aisle here. So I think if you've got, you know, the Jazz at a better number earlier, you know, plus four, three and a half, three, anything, maybe, you know, three or better, you're feeling great right now. You're beating the closing line. The line's going in your favor. But sometimes in these spots, Pritch, I actually uh, kind of look at it as a value play, not a sharp play. To me, the value now is buying low on the Suns now that they're down to one and a half. You can get them minus 125 on the money line. That's my angle here. That was a play I talked about on the pod today. Uh, Jazz are only two and eight their last 10. They've really struggled here. Phoenix is one seven straight. And if you ask me, Pritch, there's a lot of injuries both sides. But who are the two best players on the court tonight? They're both on the Suns, uh, Booker and Chris Paul. So if you're still giving me Booker and Chris Paul with now an opportunity for some of these younger guys to step up like a Cameron Johnson, uh, you know, or some of these other guys. I still think the Suns are in a bile opportunity. And when you're when you have a great record and you're playing well and you want to get back to the finals, if you got your two star players and maybe you get an opportunity for these other guys to step up, I look at this as a challenge that the Suns will probably try to embrace here with some of their guys down. I money line the Suns minus one twenty five. Okay, before we get to uh college hoops, any thoughts on Milwaukee and Cleveland? Um, because you know, Cleveland's just that team this year, right? Uh and yet Milwaukee laying four on the road. 218 is the total. I don't know if you have a, 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 a lean. Uh, I don't have a play on this game yet, but I'm considering it, though. Yeah, so I don't have a play on this one either, Pritch. I mean, I would lean a little bit Cavs plus the points. Uh, obviously, they've been a really surprised this year. They were the first team to cash their over win total. They're 29 and 19. They're incredible against the spread, 30 and 16 ATS. Uh, but what kind of jumped out to me, both these teams playing well recently, as they have all year, but a lot of these books pretty much line freeze action or maybe some reverse line movement to the Cavs. A lot of books open, you know, Bucks laying four and a half or laying four. Any four and a half is down to four. And this is a big public play to the Bucks, getting almost 70% of bets. So I'd look maybe toward the Cavs here. If you're making me uh, pick a side, I'll take the points. I'll hold out for a four and a half maybe. They are juiced up a little bit to the Bucks here. And maybe lean a little bit over. I saw it rise a little bit, 217 mm-hmm. up to 218. But it's always kind of worrisome sometimes with the Cavs. They play a lot of a lower, kind of a slower pace, almost kind of like that Virginia where they play good defense here. So no bet for me, Pritch, but I'd lean a little bit Cavs in the points. Okay, I was looking for that market uh, report right there in that game, certainly considering that matchup <laughs> for sure tonight. Uh, okay, let's get to college hoops. Yesterday on the program we had Hoops Peterson gave us some great information. Uh, I think UCLA, Arizona did not disappoint uh, from what I was looking for. Uh, Arizona's a good outfit. They got to shoot the ball better, we know. Uh, but UCLA's just battle-tested there. But a lot of teams that way uh, in college basketball. Oklahoma State has Iowa State. They're laying three and a half, 126 and a half to total. Where are you going with this, with this game? Pritch, sound the alarm. One of my favorite systems in all of college sports, an unranked home favorite versus a ranked <laughs> opponent. One of those fishy lines that don't make any sense. Give me the fishy line here. Why okay. is Oklahoma State, who's got a worse record and unranked, why are they favored against number 23 Iowa State, who's got a far better record? I smell a rat here. I love this play. I'll play it every time, win or loss. Uh, kind of the track record really suggests. I don't have a number for you, Pritch. I'd venture to say maybe 57%, something like that. Played it consistently over the years. I play it every time it pops up. Give me Oklahoma State. They open at minus two and a half. 
They're up to three and a half. So not only is it a uh, fishy line, unranked home favor, ranked opponent, but the line is moving toward Oklahoma State even further, despite the fact that majority of betters are saying, odds makers, you've got the wrong team favored here. Give me the better team ranked Iowa State here. Uh, but yet the line's going OK State. I money lined OK State, Pritch, a little bit earlier, around minus 160. Uh, this would also match um, kind of a home road split. Uh, you look at Iowa State, only one and three on the road this year, and they're two and five in conference play. So uh, fishy number there. Give me the, the Cowboys here, either uh, money line or laying the points. Yeah, I want to tell the audience, get to uh, the Market Insights podcast because Josh does a deep dive on all this information each and every day. Uh, and so you can keep up with it that way as well. Does a great job uh, out there with that podcast. Arkansas and Mississippi. Um, again, sticking with the SEC a lot of times with your plays in college basketball. What are you seeing in this one? Yeah, I don't know why, Pritch. Like, I'm a New Englander. I'm a Northeast guy. <laughs> Something about the SEC. I just love sweating the SEC. But um, I'm going to go Ole Miss again here, Pritch. This is another kind of a fishy-type number. Uh, you look at the, the way kind of this is trending. You know, Arkansas favored by four, four and a half. They're 14 and five. They got a great record. Ole Miss only 10 and nine. But Ole Miss came up huge, uh, bigly, as I like to say, Pritch, last time against Florida as a line freeze when they were getting four and they won 70 to 54. I'm going to do the same thing here and take Mississippi plus the points. A lot of these books, uh, if you can find a four and a half still, that's great because I'm actually seeing some of these shops uh, four or even maybe inching down to three and a half. But I like this play. Ole Miss has been good at home, nine and three. Arkansas only one and two on the road. This is one of one of your most lopsided bets where everybody and their mothers on Arkansas, yet it's kind of staying where it's at or even dipping a little bit here toward, toward Ole Miss. So before, if you find a four and a half, great. If not, I'll take the plus four. I'm going back to the well with Ole Miss tonight, Preg. All right. Tomorrow's show, uh, action-packed, Josh. I mean, we got a lot to talk about as we get closer and closer to the conference championship in the National Football League. Uh, a little bit of news from the 49ers. They've activated veteran wide receiver Mohamed Sanu from injured reserve. How about that? Yeah, another kind of dependable veteran guy who's kind of been in these big games. And Pritch, don't get me started, though. Remember the Patriots gave up a second round pick for Mohamed Sanu and then let him walk? Yeah. Uh, another terrible trade by Belichick. I just think the 49ers have an issue with quarterback because, again, no passing touchdown by Jimmy G. Uh, certainly a lot of questions are going to go his direction and what's going on with that offense. Great job, Josh. Good luck. Appreciate it, Pritch. Good luck tonight. Thank you very much. Uh, come up next to Edge right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.